He's a United States congressman out of central Illinois. Let's welcome in my cousin. It is Congressman Darren LaHood. It's great to see you. Are you safe? You look good. Well, thanks, Pete. Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, I'm actually uh, got on a flight this morning from D.C. back to Peoria. I'm at O'Hare Airport right now. But uh, yeah, yesterday was obviously a crazy day. But uh, luckily, I'm safe. Uh, my staff has been safe. Uh, thank you. Thanks to in big part to the Capitol Police and law enforcement and everything. But um, I, yesterday obviously was a a, a terrible day for our country and democracy. And uh, I'm just glad that, um, yeah, that, w that we were safe through it, through it all. Well, the boat was certified at 341. Did you get any sleep or did you just head back to Peoria? Well, I, I got about four hours of sleep. I got back to my apartment a little after four. I uh, had to get up today about eight and uh, got, got on the flight here. But, uh, you know, that's part of the job. And I'm glad after everything that happened yesterday, Pete, I think it was important for the country and for our system of government and for democracy that we go back into session uh, that we, um, you know, uh, do our constitutional duty, which was to certify the Electoral College, and that's what we did. Well, paint a picture for me, Darren, with the uh, the Capitol building being overrun by this mob. How were you evacuated? How did you hear about it? Where were you? Paint a picture for me. What happened? Yeah, well, as you know, Pete, under the Constitution, we have to take up the Electoral College in a joint session at 1 p.m. Eastern time in the Capitol. So that's what we did. We started that out at 1 o'clock. Vice President Pence was there. We started the process. I was on the House floor for that, which is on the second floor of the Capitol. And obviously, we knew there were protesters outside. So um, we began that process. We were uh, about a, a little over an hour, hour and a half into that. And I was standing on the House floor listening to the de debate. Uh, and we were on the state of Arizona and some of the um, uh, alleged improprieties regarding voting. And um, I could actually hear the, the protesters outside um, where I was standing on the House floor. And so um, I, I got a little concerned then. And so what I did is I actually walked out of the House chamber on the second floor, walked to the to the um, east front of the Capitol, and I could see all the protesters at that point. They had broken through the barriers, were running up the steps of the Capitol, um, and it appeared to me they were going to breach the, the front doors, which ultimately they did and broke a number of windows there. But you know, it, it, uh, these are things that we're not used to seeing. I mean, this is unprecedented to have this happening. And so what I did as soon as I knew that they were going to eventually breach the doors and come in. And so I raced um, to the back stairs on the second floor and took four floors of stairs down to the bottom of the Capitol, kind of in the bowels of the of the Capitol. And then there's a tunnel system that takes you right, over to right. the radio. Yeah. And that's what I did. Um, what about your staff? Did you immediately contact your staff and uh, your friends and let other congressmen know? Yeah, I mean, it was a little chaotic because it happened so quickly that there wasn't a lot of planning. But um, obviously, I, I ended up making it back to my office and I we were on limited staff just because of COVID. But the, uh, my press secretary was there. My chief of staff was there. And so uh, we kind of huddled up there and then we took instruction from the Capitol Police. And so you're down in the tunnels underneath the Capitol. Where do they take you? Do they take you out of the building? Are you in the building? Where are you? Yeah, they actually take you uh, through the tunnels over to another building, uh, which is the Rayburn building and the Longworth building. It's um, it's a little bit of a walk, but it was determined by the Capitol Police that was the safest area to be and that nothing had been compromised over there, nothing uh, as of yet. But of course, there was a lot of concern and worry because once they get on, got in on the second floor, that they could make their way uh, throughout the complex uh, into these other buildings. Of course, that never happened. Now, are you watching on TV? Are you with other people? Who were you with in your room? 
Yeah, so I was in my office with um, my, my press secretary and chief of staff, and we were watching on TV like everyone else, uh, watching you know Fox and CNN and uh, MSNBC and, and of course, C-SPAN watching. And there was a lot of, you know, it was, it was chaotic, it was confusing, unclear where they were at and, and kind of who was in charge. Um, so that part was troubling um, and a bit disturbing, um, you know, just to see all that go on, the chaos that we're, again, not used to. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I think people, staff and other people in the buildings were scared and worried because no one knew whether they had guns or they had weapons or they could bring them in and, and what could occur from there. What are your thoughts on the president inciting a riot? I mean, we had a riot yesterday. They overtook the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., and a woman was shot dead. It's horrible. It was a horrible day for the United States. Yeah, I mean, I've publicly said that, uh, you know, this was a, a terrible and embarrassing day for democracy uh, and for our country, Pete. I never thought I'd see the day where people were, would storm the Capitol and come in and create violence and people would die. But that's what happened. Um, and and uh, I, I think, you know, this is something that we're used to seeing in a third world country or a banana republic, um, not in the United States of America, not in the kind of the beacon of democracy, which is our U.S. capital. Uh, but but that's what occurred. And so, you know, it's it's really hard to conceptualize that. Uh, but but I think it also shows that, you know, our, our democracy is durable as tough as this, as tough as this was and is. Our democracy is durable. Uh, we, you know, we secured the Capitol, thank God, through great work from law enforcement. Uh, and we're able to go back in the House and Senate and do our job. And it took us till four in the morning, but we did our constitutional duty, which, um, you know, we were obligated to do uh, was to, to certify the election and have a debate about it, which we did. Chuck Schumer says Vice President Pence needs to invoke the 25th Amendment. Is this just posturing by the Democrats or are we going to see real movement in the next two weeks? Well, listen, we, we certified the election last night after lots of debate on what happened in the November election. Uh, but the vice president did the right thing. Uh, he certified the election, even though he had a lot of pressure not to do that. But I think any talk of um, the 25th Amendment or some of these other things is is politics. It's posturing. Listen, uh, we're, we're going to have a new president on January 20th. Uh, there's going to be a smooth transition of power. I was glad to see uh, President Trump put out a statement through his spokesman today that they're working uh, on a smooth transition. I think that's positive for the country. So I don't think there's any need to, to go the route of the 25th Amendment. You've had conversations with the president. Have you reached out? Have you said anything to him in the last 24 hours? I, I have not. I don't think very many people have. Um, as you've seen, uh, there's you know many people leaving the White House after what occurred yesterday. There's, there's really a lot of uh, concern about what went on, how it happened. Uh, you couple that with the, the two Georgia races that went on. There was a lot of pressure on that. We, of course, lost both those races as Republicans. And so I, I just think that there's a lot of moving parts here. And then you saw the pressure put on the vice president. And nobody has been more loyal to President Trump than Vice President Pence. And to think that he was being pressured uh, right. to, to, to make an unconstitutional decision um, as, uh, as the head of the joint session of Congress, I think was disturbing to a lot of members of Congress and others. But uh, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm confident that over the next two weeks, uh, we can keep on that path and roadmap to a smooth transition. Wow, man. I, as this unfolded, I mean, we're all just in disbelief. We couldn't believe what happened yesterday. As President Trump, is he still with it? I mean, you have to think, what is going on in his mind? Yeah, well, I th listen, he, he doesn't like losing, that's for sure. We're seeing that Nobody play out. Does. In, 
Yeah, no, nobody does. But listen, I, I have three boys. We, my wife and I have three boys of our own. Been involved with lots of sports. Uh, you have too, Pete. What, when you lose, as tough as it is, what you teach your kids is, uh, you know, you, you got to be a good, good loser, even as tough as that is, right? It's part of our system and, and what we've been grown up to. I always say I've learned a lot more from losing elections than ever winning elections. And as tough as that is for President Trump, you, you got to move on. And for the betterment of our country and what we stand for as a democracy and 235 years of history and what makes us the greatest country in the world is, uh, you know, what, what we need to be thinking about. And, and obviously that's what the Congress did early this morning uh, is, is uh, you know, um, continue on that map of, of that, that path of a smooth uh, transition. So, um, you know, it's, it's sad to see this play out and to have this um, indelible mark on history, which it will be, uh, but uh, we got to move on. You're a former federal prosecutor. These people that broke into the Capitol yesterday, are they going to see jail time? Well, they yeah, absolutely. We need to, uh, and I've said this repeatedly, um, and in the statement I put out yesterday, to the full extent of the law, they need to be prosecuted. Uh, we have cameras throughout the Capitol. I know the Capitol Police and other law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, are looking at all the cameras. Uh, they're looking at the people uh, to identify them uh, and to make sure they're held accountable. There was uh, approximately about 30 arrests made yesterday. Those folks are being prosecuted there too. I mean, the, the difficult thing with this too, Pete, is normally when you have, um, and, and you know, there's a lot of questions on why we weren't better prepared, why there wasn't National Guard or further troops at the Capitol. I don't know if you saw today, but it looks like Chuck Schumer fired the Sergeant of Arms for the Senate, who's in charge of security for the Senate. So yes, there will be prosecutions and people need to be held accountable. And I think that'll happen here in the next uh, month or so. Well, as I'm watching the video yesterday, it looked like there were wooden doors. It reminded me of my grammar school, St. Philomena in Peoria. I mean, the doors, there didn't seem like there was that much security to get in at the Capitol building. I've never been, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, the Capitol building is huge. There's a huge perimeter around it. So um, it, it's hard, I mean, unless you have massive amounts of force to prevent people from getting near it. And it should be that way. You know, it's got the People's House and the Senate in there. But um, yeah, clearly they didn't have enough troops. They did have fencing and barriers up, but those were quickly breached. Uh, and they actually used them as kind of ladders to climb up on the platform on the west front of the Capitol, which of course is where the inauguration is going to occur at. So it was a, a you know, th there's some real questions that have to be answered for that, Pete. One, there was not enough troops there. Two, uh, they got to think about putting up some further barriers around the Capitol when we have events like this that, that have to occur. And I think you'll see that um, moving forward. But uh, th there's, there's some things that need to be answered too. But those uh, and, and a lot of people broke in, Pete, through windows. They ended up smashing through windows, and that allowed a lot of people to break in, at least on the front of the Capitol, not necessarily those big doors that you referenced, but uh, more of the windows. You had 30, 40, 50,000 people there yesterday. The vast majority of them were peaceful. They were down on the mall. They didn't come up to the Capitol, but, but clearly uh, the ones that did need to... Um, we, we need to take action. You've been involved in politics or around politics your entire life. Your dad, of course, a congressman. He worked um, in President Obama's cabinet. He's friends with Joe Biden. You're a congressman out of Peoria. 
Have you ever seen people so angry when it comes to politics? Well, we're at a very pivotal point with that. It's, it's palpable. There's no doubt about it. But remember how close this election was. I mean, 75, over 75 million people voted for President Trump. Um, you know, just a few more voted for, for President Biden. Uh, so, you know, we live in a divided country politically. There's no doubt about it. We've seen, look at the House and Senate. I mean, the Senate's going to be 51-49. The House is going to be a five-seat difference. I mean, um, so, but what makes us the greatest country in the world, Pete, is that we do have a democracy and as tough as things are and as uh, angry as we get with politics, we do have to come together. And, and that's part of the uniqueness of our democracy. We have to work together for the betterment of the country. And I think people expect after elections for us to come together, to try to work together and find a path forward. And I hope that President-elect Biden uh, will look at the numbers and realize the country's divided and try to govern that way. Uh, and hopefully that'll be reflected in the new administration. I know you got to catch your flight back to Peoria, but one last question. Okay, after President Biden takes office, people are angry right now. They want leadership. How do you bring the country together? How do you do that? Yeah, I think it's tough to do. But listen, remember, Biden served in the in the Senate for over 35 years. Um, he knows how to get things done. He worked in a bipartisan way as a senator uh, to pass legislation. And he knows you got to work across the aisle. So uh, hopefully he'll focus on that. I would what, what I hope he would do, Pete, is is look at some issues that that bring us together. Obviously, getting through COVID, getting through the pandemic, getting the economy back on track, getting kids back in school. I mean, these are things that unite Republicans and Democrats and Americans. His speech yesterday and a number of his other speeches have been very inclusive and talked about bipartisan and talk about the division in the country. I think that's all good. So, uh, again, um, elections over now, uh, and, and I'll look for ways that, uh, I'm not gonna agree with him on everything, obviously, but look for ways that we can collaborate and that I can uh, help my district in the central part of Illinois. I appreciate your time. Uh, love to your family, it's good to see you. Hey, great to see you, Pete. Take care, happy new year. Congressman Darren LaHood, everybody.